0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls hello hello it's friday night it's 5 p.m pacific standard time and you are at your place to have an unfiltered experience with myself christopher roush and
1: oh you've been nailing it man scott core yeah. i think you're three for three in the last three weeks yeah killing actually,
0: it. actually i swear to god even before i did it, i was like damn is it the same whatever it... i almost wanted to do this one because i was like i just i see you right there and i'm just like oh let me
1: try it Wait, like, wait wait so it's Oh, dude, it does. It's so hard to do it that way. It's so hard because I want to huh? point the other way. It's like, your brain's like, no, no. It is hard.
0: Have you ever done any of that stuff? Like, you know, spend two weeks brushing your teeth with their different hand or masturbating with the other hand after you sat on it for a while. <laughs> you done any of that stuff?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> My friend's,
0: Honestly, that's funny. No, there's two parts to that the one thing is like changing your routine and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I do that all the time. Totally. You, but like the other that. thing he says, he goes, he goes, have you ever had a blind date with yourself? And I'm like, what the hell's a blind date with yourself? And he says, you sit on your non-predominant masturbation hand <laughs> until it goes to sleep and you masturbate with that. I was like,
1: Okay. I'm
0: like, okay, you, you just kind of went down a few IQ points for me, but uh, you know, I tried it, it was great. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I was like, how if your hands fucking no, no, my 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 hand works just fine. I'm good, don't mess with me. don't mess with masturbation perfection. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. On the unfiltered experience, only a couple of minutes into the show, we're talking about masturbation seconds. perfection. So get the notepad out because it's gonna be a short conversation. Cause you know what? That's what's up. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Doing good, man. Well, so what's the deal? I um, you said that you lost your last living relative. Uh, it was your uncle. What was his name? again? Was it Dave,
0: Uncle Dave. Yeah, it was a mind blower. My wife uh, was, uh, I was upstairs getting ready to take a shower and she texted me and she's like, did you see that uh, David Efting died? And that's, I mean, that's his name. And I was like, what? I'm like, you're, you're kidding me, right? And so, yeah, I went on his Facebook page and a bunch of people were saying, you know, rest in peace, rest in peace. And I was like, whoa, you know, it's just so crazy. I'm like, we've been texting back and forth and we've been talking about getting back together, you know, since uh, COVID's been going on. He was being super safe. We were being super safe. And we're like, oh, we got to get you out, out to the house and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, wow. And so I, I, te- I messaged, uh, I texted his wife and I've actually never met her. And I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I sent her a voice message. I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I said, you know, what did he die of? And she said he died of heart failure basically woke up and was kind of not feeling so well. And they got in the ambulance and they passed away on the way to the, to the hospital. I was like, Whoa, crazy. It was just like, they're here one minute and they're gone the next.
1: And that it's, it's interesting with that because I think that's kind of how we all want to go. Cause that's so organic, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's never timely. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandfather was sitting there talking to me. I walked in the other room, come back and he was no longer with us because of heart failure, which is incredible. You know, he's in a place where he's loved and happy, but there's no timely, like you never like, Hey, how about let's just do this now? You know, it's never, it's never the right time. Like it's, it's always like, well, we could have waited, couldn't we? Which brings us back to what we always talk about. You know, just cherish those moments. Cherish those moments.
0: Mm Yes. Yeah. So thank you. Now it's a, I haven't been able to check. I haven't checked my Facebook post that I put that out there on it, but I see there, there was a lot of people commenting. So thank you guys all a part of our family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's just, it's just a trip. It's like, wow. You know, but the the thing that that's so inspiring for me is back when I was a kid, I didn't realize how much of an addict he was and all the bad things that he did. Um, And then to turn his life around when I reconnected with him. You know 10 or 15 years ago it was crazy he's like oh i've been sober for 25 years and now i speak at recovery meetings and i do this and i sponsor a bunch of people and he goes yeah you know i was heading down the wrong path and you know i'm like talk to me about that you know going you know quitting heroin and quitting smoking and all the other stuff he was doing uh was pretty incredible so i just you know i just had so much respect for him and what he was doing so i see his his Facebook page and see all the people that are like, you know, that, that helped him. So it's like, that's what we talk about here is that inspiration. Like if you're leaving a legacy that when you go, that people are going to, you know, stand up and talk about you in a positive way. I mean, that's, that's the best way to live your life. So yeah. So it was crazy because I'm writing this book about my, my mom, my mom and I's journey. And he was like, I was like, you know, I'm going to reach back out to him because he kind of told me some stories about my mom. He knew my mom, you know, even before I came along. And so uh, I was going to reconnect with him to get, get some more insights of like, cause I kept telling myself, like I got to talk to uncle Dave until one day he's not here and then poof so.
1: Yeah, and 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 I know you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. You're talking about the recovery and all that. Like, like what a perfect guest. Like, like why was he not? And it's not like I know. There's so many, dude. But there's so many people like that. Like we're always saying, like, hey, who's the next guest? I I guarantee there's probably five thousand people we should ever guess. And it's like you're just going through the day, and all of a sudden it's Friday. It's Mm -hmm. like it literally tomorrow we'll be going through the day, and like, hey, wait a minute, here I am again sitting with you talking on a Friday. It's amazing how quickly the world just keeps going.
0: It does. It does. And to that point, I've, I've talked to people. I'm like, oh my God, I've never asked you to be on one of the shows. And like literally, I just like, oh, oh, here you go. Here's another invitation. Here's an invitation. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't want you to think that I didn't want you on there. I'm like, well, I was kind of wondering. I'm like, well, sometimes you got to knock ourselves You just our, got to
1: uh, ask. You got to ask.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So you got to say, hey, I should it. be on your show. Um, So anyway, speaking about being on show, speaking about guests, and speaking about returning guests, per your request out there in, in unfiltered crew land, uh, we're excited to have back on the show with us tonight, the incomparable, the amazing Sarah Tynan. Sarah, how are you doing today, my dear? Uh, so
2: well. I'm going really yes, well. Sarah. I have a fly. It's been in here this whole time. It's like a little thing buzzing around, but I'm good otherwise.
0: You're good except for your new pet.
2: Yeah. You're going to give pet. it
0: a name?
1: Sarah, I, I have an amazing skill that my wife uses me for. You know, like there's certain things men are good for. Well, here's yeah. one of my skills I'm like Mr. Miyagi. I can catch the fly without killing it. I gently no. shake it and I walk it outside. I'm an absolute pro. I
2: will so fly I, you if, to Australia for that. If I was that. there
1: right now, I could absolutely <laughs> remove this fly without killing it. Full Buddhist. We can do the whole thing right. Fly lives on. That's my I thing. Love it. Dude, so I'm not good the at many the things. We
0: gotta, I can we catch flies without killing racket.
1: them. And I can get anything off the top shelf at the grocery store for people who ask me. Those are the two things I'm good for. <laughs> for everything else, I'm marginal at best.
0: <laughs> no, you're a great, you're a great host. You're a great host. You ask great questions. You're a great friend, you're a great mentor. <laughs> but I can um,
1: save flies' lives. That's my big thing. <laughs> that's the big thing. Right I smashed the shit
0: out of them. I'm like, you should not have tried so hard to get in here because now you're going to get out the wrong way.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, um, All, right. All right. Yeah. So,
0: uh, so Sarah, thank you so much for coming back on so soon to the unfiltered experience. We had such a great conversation with you last time. It was only about a month ago. I know. Uh, talk, talking about our, la- our previous show. I put it in the notes for the promo on this show talking about vibrations and frequencies and, and kind of that thing. And we just had so many different directions that we could have jumped off on. So thank you for coming back and spending your time with us. We appreciate you. We know you're over there in Australia.
2: Yes. good day. How are you guys
0: doing with the COVID stuff? You guys, you guys able to walk outside yet?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, we are now, but it was pretty hectic. Like we couldn't go within five kilometers of our house. Like it was, you know, and, and it was certain periods. Yeah, it was, it was full on, but you know, we just focus on what you can focus on and, yeah, it's it's definitely loosened up a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of stay detached from all of that a little, but um, we're getting there. We're getting there. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I titled this show, we titled the show tonight, uh, manifesting secrets, because a lot of people were kind of, were talking about that a little bit on the last show. And I think that with everything that's going on in the world today, I think people can use all the, all the tips and tricks that they can do to be able to manifest correctly. I want to start mm-hmm. off by asking you the, 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 the clarity question on that. What does manifesting mean in your eyes as an expert? Uh, what does that mean for people? So maybe we just set the foundation there to be able to have the discussion from that point.
2: Cool. That's good. Such a good question. Like, I I feel like so many of these terms are thrown around all the time by people and, Mm -hmm. and a lot of different terms, actually, and they really don't fully understand what that is. So manifestation is your ability to be a deliberate creator. And ultimately, it's just your ability to create in general, because we regardless of whether we consciously know it or not, are always manifesting. But whether it's a deliberate manifestation or not is a whole different story. Most of us are kind of asleep to what we're embodying from moment to moment in terms of a emotion or a frequency. And it's the same thing. You can use those two words interchangeably. Um, and so we just feel so reactive to the reality we create because we're so subconsciously driven, that makes sense. That's a very long explanation. But it's our ability. We came here on this planet. I just... Um, I I spoke about, I referred to Dolores Cannon in our last conversation, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we came here to experience ourselves as creators, deliberate creators, and to truly anchor into your ability to deliberately create, which is different to create, because we always are creating. You have to know that nothing outside of yourself can impact your ability for what you want to experience, nothing. But the reason why it is, is because people are too plugged into physicality. They're too, they're too much looking at the evidence of their physical reality to see what is possible. And when they do that, it's very limiting and they get caught up in the matrix programming and the matrix systems. And so that's why they feel so asleep and so reactive to everything that's coming at them in their own physical reality, if that makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a long answer. (laughs) Would you, what would you say, Scott, in your opinion about manifesting, do you think, is it in line with what she said or is there something you can add or build onto that?
1: No, I I love it. And and I love to sit on these spaces where I think we can, you know, keep um trying to reinforce the thought. And I think one of the things that is so counterintuitive to all of existence is denying what we think is reality. And so we're sitting up here in this brain that's spinning saying, I gotta do more, I gotta work harder, I gotta be on social media, I gotta get this, I gotta buy this. I mean, Chris will attest to this. He's like probably like wondering, like, where'd you go? You never got in a clubhouse, you never did this, you never did this. I stop doing and all I'm doing is being. I walk yes. down the street, I hug somebody, I play basketball with somebody, I connect with somebody. I'm I'm more, you know, connected to my wife, more connected to my child. Like my actual touches in life have significantly grown exponentially because I'm not playing the game anymore. And so I, I would love to go join Chris and, and be on board with a lot of things he's doing. And I'd love to be at these different speeches, but I'm walking away from what people call opportunity. For what's sitting in front of me and allowing that to grow exponentially and that's awesome. a really hard thing to do because it's very counterintuitive especially to somebody who's been a competitor the whole life like mm-hmm. one more win one more victory one more pound one more dunk one more this one more that and all these things that are sitting there that look like opportunities i'm retreating and i feel like i'm more the su- more successful than ever so
2: so spot on
1: And it's so hard to do, so hard to do.
0: And what's the, what's the hardest part of it? And how do you get yourself out of that hard part?
2: We're programmed to work against all of that. We're programmed to be action takers. We're programmed Mm. to say that our physical, physical equals results. That's actually the, the opposite. Like physical action, exertion is what gets you somewhere. No, that's actually not it at all. It's our ability to anchor into embodiments, but we're not programmed that from way. Here to
1: here, here to here, keep going. Here to here, and into your gut. Like I don't know how many times we can say it on this show. when are n- get out of you. So somebody said a while back. Um, I forget the exact term. We we're in the middle of this conference, and I said you guys need to be out of your minds, and into your hearts. And they were like, we're gonna we're gonna say that's the title for our next event: out of your minds and in your hearts. Be- but it was true because we're so stuck here and, yeah. and and I hate to say it, but the more successful you are on paper, the better chance you ha- have of being unsuccessful in spirit because
0: miserable in spirit, the, yeah. the smarter
1: the smarter you are mm-hmm. that you'll stay upstairs. and and I've uh-huh. seen my smartest friends are making more money and getting more and more and more and they stay in the hamster wheel. I, I I finally had to say, this has nothing to do with how cerebral you are. I want to walk away from my supposedly intelligent thoughts and just shut the F up and sit in here. And that's what I've been doing. And that's
2: so good, Scott. I freaking love that so much. Do you know what I call that? This whole thing, this whole conversation, it's what I refer to as results slave code. Mm-hmm. Meaning you,
0: yeah, will stop at
2: no- you will stop at nothing to get a result. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have the, the Winter Olympics and I have much respect for all Olympians. But, I mean, they kind of are a prime example of that. Like, you'll see Olympians... You'll see them compete with broken vertebrae because they want the result. And when you are anchored into the result slave code, it's like, it's like just being full without eating, you know, because you just want that result. It's like dying without having lived. And this is how humanity is programmed, because I'm just gonna chase the result. I just want the salary, I just want this figure, I just want the girl, I just want whatever, the house. I don't care what it's gonna take. I'm gonna ruin my whole life getting it. And it is what enslaved humanity.
0: So how, it, here's how, a do big, break, how do we break out of that?
1: That's yeah. I was going to say. So, so what the hell do we do now? Exactly. Like, yeah.
2: so,
0: I used to, I was that person. I still am to a certain extent, so, but I'm way so distant was I. from that. But, but yeah, talk to us about that. Cause I, I think yeah. that's the massive value for everybody watching and listening.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was in it too. I worked in the Silicon Valley. I worked in corporate in Melbourne, Australia. That was my whole journey, but my body was like telling me to, like, this is wrong. This is so out of alignment. I was getting physically ill when, you know, seemingly I should have been okay. But, um, To break out of it, you have to truly, so I call, I wish I could draw. I always am drawing visuals for the guys in my business academy. There's so many examples I have of this. What you have to really truly understand, and it's not just a conceptual thing. People take on manifestations, and what we're talking about here is, oh, these are cool concepts, but they don't anchor into it as an embodiment. When you anchor into a belief about something as an embodiment, you live it. And so what I mean by that is you have to know that you create a world within the world, meaning there is nothing outside of you that could impact your ability to be a deliberate creator if you do not let it if you do not let it. And so if you unplug from physicality, you have to unplug from physicality to a certain extent, because if you're so deeply embedded in physicality, all you see is drama, all you see is limitation, all you see is doing, all you see is slave codes and, and, and matrix programs and all of it. And so you get caught in that. If you're willing to unplug it and create your own world within a world and embody the energy of already having it, you watch as it unfolds in front of you. You're a creator by energy first energy first. Like I have people in the business Academy and I actually call it entrepreneurial trauma. They've been traumatized by taking all the action. They've been traumatized by all the, the, you know, not getting the results. They've been traumatized Mm -hmm. by all of these things that people cram down the throats. And especially in the personal development industry, you know, wake up at 5. AM, you know, have four hours sleep at night. I'm not saying don't, if that suits you, but if it's not aligned to you and you're chasing a result, you will make yourself sick and miserable. And that's not the point of why we came here. We came here to experience ourselves as deliberate creators, except for we, we've, we've all forgotten that. We've all forgotten who we are and what we can do. And I've lived this. I'm not just talking about this as a concept. I've embodied it, hence why I'm doing the juice fasting. You know, we, The more you can anchor into your body and feel good in your body, the, the quicker you can manifest as well. So it's and, so... And
1: that's a massive truth because every time like I just did that little 21 day and then I extended it to like a month and I'm having a beer and stuff but i'm I'm eating extremely clean
2: yeah. and
1: when I'm eating clean I mean you can go like read like story after story about like all these people would call prophets or shamans or wise people and they always talk about diet and hmm. and 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 uh, abstinence from things too like taking breaks from food having intermittent fastings taking the long walk the hike the whatever it's all the same story so eat healthy move a lot Connect to nature. I mean, these all help. Like they, they...
2: Yeah. And it's it's and drink all your of water. It. You drink your water. water. Yeah. You know, Abraham, I don't know if you guys follow Jerry and Esther Hicks or Abraham or any mm-hmm. of those teachings. Yeah. A little bit. So yeah, they're amazing. But um, you know, they're always saying if you want to manifest quicker, hydrate your cells. That's how you get your vibration, like humming. It's a
1: battery. It's a freaking battery. You've got to mm-hmm. you've got to put water in the battery. There's no yeah. question. I exactly. love that.
2: Exactly. And so what I want to remind, and I think this is kind of a, a spill on to our conversation we had last time, is that remember, your imagination is God. And so if you anchor into the fact that what you can imagine and see in detail, you can create through energy, not through action. I mean, action is a small percentage of it. Yes, we live in a physical world. So we do take action, but not the way humanity is done to enslave themselves. Now, if people really truly understood the power of their imagination and their mind as an embodiment, not just a cool concept and lived in that knowing, in that embodiment, they will experience themselves as deliberate creators. But most people, it's still up here. Like, oh, that sounds cool. I like what Sarah's saying. You know, it makes me feel cool and expansive, but then they go back into the matrix. And so it's how just do a we, how do we stop
0: that cycle of, of insanity? How do we, what, what are your recommendations for breaking out of that and being able to do that? Because that's the path I'm on right now. My buddy, Jock, just, uh, just joined us. Um, so I'm sure he's gonna enjoy this conversation. I texted him and said, hey, you're gonna enjoy this. So what are some <laughs> of the ways we can interrupt that pattern?
2: Okay, number one, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time potentially, but I think this is important to keep reinstilling this is that you have to make friends with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. People people will stop at nothing for security. Uncertainty is the scariest thing out there for people because what you're doing is you're transitioning into a whole different way of living and choosing things. The second thing is you is just that you do have to choose. Like you have to choose. Like I'm done with this reality. I'm ready to like really test the boundaries around. Am I, can I do this? Can I anchor into this? And once you kind of prove yourself right, just even with one little thing, it's like a muscle that you start building. Like for me now, I've taken some massive risks, massive risks and very uncertain times. And again, this is why I can speak to all of this and created from that massive success in the middle of COVID, in the middle of the biggest uncertainty that we've experienced, all of it. My external world did not impact my internal embodiment and knowing that my imagination is what creates and if I don't plug into physicality and I stay in my energy, then I will see it unfold in my physical reality. So be okay with uncertainty, make friends with it. And now I remember in the moment where I took the leap and I was like, I, I think of uncertainty as like an entity. And I'm like, what are you going to do? You're going to make me homeless. You're not. So <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing it. And then you test the boundaries and you actually, you prove to the ego that, oh shit, like, yeah, this is how this works. And then there's no turning back. There really isn't. There really isn't. And then you just, then it becomes just a game. All right. What is it next then? What am I going to do next? And then what's the next thing? And, and then you've anchored it in.
1: So, so everything you just said is so on point. And and when I listen to you, it reminds me of just before uh, my wife and I, and my, my daughter took a journey around the world for a year. And she wrote a book about this called just plain crazy, which explains everything you just said, because coming up into the last few weeks of that, I blacked out on stage in a TED talk. My whole plan was I was going to travel around the world speaking about Go Love Now. I had this horrible experience. I'm like, what am I doing? I was completely lost. Everything wasn't going right. We're trying to rent our two houses. We hadn't had them rent. They're not rented yet. And they were going to be part of our payment for our trip. And we just said, it's all going to work out and just believed it. One house was rented three weeks before we left and the story is insane and ended up being a president of a university who came and took great care of our house and made it better than when we left and then the other person who rented it literally said they were renting it while we were in the air taking off my <laughs> goes you won't believe this our, our lake house just got rented and i'm like shut the and that was that true story no exaggeration
2: correct so yeah Love so it. to the
1: to the point that's the, that's literally a summary of my whole life because yeah. I've been playing this game. You speak about with imagination since day one yeah. and I trust it so much, but every once in a while I'm like, there's no a- way this could happen again. <laughs> it's no way I could, it could always happen. And then I'm like, son of a bitch, it happened again.
2: Do you know, and I love this. I was speaking to the guys in the Academy about this yesterday. You know, I, I say, I say that to myself as well. Like, okay, you know, we have this little mind play where we're like, is this getting a little bit too good? You know? But just tell yourself, the better it gets, the better it gets. The better it gets, the better it gets. And then I try to, like, pattern interrupt that old programming around when's the rug going to be pulled out from under me? When's the shit going to hit the fan? You know, that's all programming. And that's how we've been creating our reality through that programming. 100%. So interrupt that. You know, you recognize it as the first, the first thing, you know, if you yep. want a step-by-step awareness. process. Recognize, yeah. When the, when the truth is spoken, the spell is broken. When you have the awareness, you wake up to Love it that. because you're so asleep to it you say right well I'm, this is this is I'm choosing this instead the better it gets, the better it gets and I, I'm constantly saying that to myself and it does
1: and that sounds but 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 to everybody <laughs> out there right now that sounds so bad crazy when you just said it it sounds bad crazy when I say it and tell my stories to me even though I lived it, it sounds bad crazy and I always say when's the end come and to your point there's this thing I always say I'm too crazy to realize that I'm gonna fail. And I think that's the alignment with that imagination is my brain literally will every time go, okay, this is nuts. Like I'm too old to do this. I'm too whatever. And I kind of speak that, but I'm just, I'm doing it to set up a challenge so that I overcome in my imagination. I don't believe it. I believe we're going to win every time. (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, Like deep
1: down, if you were sitting in my brain, go, you said that you thought you'd lose. I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) win. I really still think I'm going to (laughs) win. But whatever. I think that's
0: the game. So is what you so what you, is what you guys are saying, uh, this is a great opportunity for this. I just heard yesterday, and I can't remember exactly where I heard it from, so I apologize for that, but I heard affirmations do not work. I heard somebody say that they, they were very, very, they said affirmations do not work. Stop doing them. I believe that you do whatever works for you. It's like the placebo effect. So I feel that they do because you're programming your mind to focus on that versus the, the internal dialogue that could be happening that's yeah. negative. What are yeah. your guys' thoughts on that?
2: You go
1: first because I wanna I wanna shred that. I mean that's (laughs) essentially if you think they don't work, you're right. If you think they work, you're right. So so feel free,
2: feel free to fall apart. You know, that's what that's that's exactly what I was going to say, Scott, like there is some there's no there are no truths like there are no that is the the truths are what you take in. Like we were talking about maybe I think last time quantum resonance, you take a piece of information and you bring it into your energetic system. Does this make your cells expand? Then yes, it is. It does. It's a quantum resonance. If it make you contract, it is not a quantum resonance, meaning it's not your truth. So you guys, everyone out there watching this, are you guys are all your own truth discerners you know you figure out if it's a truth or if it's not a truth there is no one truth on this planet so they've they've obviously taken that from somebody and and brought that on as their truth and now they're spreading it and then other people take that on as their truth so it's like what scott said if yeah if you believe it yes if you don't believe it it's same yeah
0: that's exactly what I thought. I, th- I think it's a better way of programming yourself and having, your again, your focus, your reticular activation system m- m- focused on that so that yeah. as you're going through your day, you're going to find more opportunities to, to, to see the world in a better light. So I love 100%. that. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, whether, whether people want to, I mean, you know, You have neurological connections that have this thing called a subconscious loop where you do loop the same stories. You do loop the same patternings, you know, you have, you might just, and it's so like, you're so asleep to it. You might have, you might be having like this internal argument with an old boss or your spouse or something. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I've been arguing in my head for the past hour, but it's just these subconscious loops that are going. And we kind of sometimes wake up to it and be like, wow, I'm in shit mood because this subconscious loop happens. So what you're doing when you're saying affirmations is you actually are breaking that loop and you are re patterning your mind to have more positive subconscious looping so um in my opinion there are sort of there is science behind why am aff- affirmations can be important so yeah oh cool yeah Well, no,
0: scott uh, jock says i said it and i will stand by it
1: <laughs> is that the cvi am statement person
0: yes i think so um yeah. Uh, thank you guys all for being here, by the way. I haven't even grabbed some of these comments, but, uh, thank you. We got Monica in the house. Uh, she says, save, save flies lives. Save flies. Thank you for being here. We got Jacqueline in the house. We got Robert in the house. In the house. <laughs> um, thank you guys all for being here. Um, yes. yes. Uh, Monica agrees. Hydrate yourselves. I know you would definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so when you think about, you know, the, the art of manifesting and, and what we're talking about here today, what is it that, 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 ties people so much to self sabotage right what this. what where where does where does that where does that where does that come from where how, how can we get to the root of that to to stop that cycle of abuse
2: i think there's a few things i think first thing is whenever i'm talking to somebody that that you know i'm going to go on a journey with whether it's business or whatever like we have a conversation and i say to them like what this i want this pocket of conversation to be like you're speaking into a magic genie i feel like the first thing is that people don't believe that what they want is possible so they th- the first step is they don't even choose it hmm. they don't even choose it because they don't want to subject themselves to disappointment and they yep. just will settle for monotony because they don't want to feel whatever it is they they think they're going to feel so step one is they don't even choose it really they don't think oh well i can create a successful business that makes me expand it and makes me feel alive and gives me freedom that's not possible so you know they've been hardwired to think All of these things and the evidence of what they've seen in the reality can't happen to them. So number one, you got to choose it. You just have to choose it. And I want to say that if there is a desire, a very specific desire, that is an aligned desire, meaning you're not chasing something for external validation, that's a misaligned desire. But if you have something in your heart, a seed planted, it has been planted there because it is very specific to you and what you're capable of creating. And it's already done if you choose it. So number one, if you really desire it, choose it. I think that's the first sort of hurdle. People don't actually choose what they actually want. They choose what they think they can do. Um, second self-sabotage. Oh, Lord. I mean, it just depends. I mean, there's so many things. Um, money is a big one. If, if people are always sabot- and there's so many stories around that. But the way you can play with money as a frequency is know that you put the emphasis stamp on money. Jerry Nester Hicks say that you can create a button as easily as you can create a castle. And the reason for that is, is that we say if something is massive or we say if something is small, the universe is a neutral energetic field. It doesn't know big or small or whatever. So it's like if you're saying to the universe, $50,000 is a massive amount of money and that's really hard to get. It, it's just it says yes to everything. So you got to play the game with money as a frequency and think, oh, $50,000. Feel into the energy of $50 and like how easy that is to accumulate in your system. Like Put that energy into your system. Do the same thing with $50,000 and play with how that feels in your energy until it feels similar to $50 and watch as it's easily manifested into your reality. And I've played with all of that as well. So money is the biggest hurdle. I'm talking about business because I work a lot with people in business and entrepreneurs. Um, but it's, it's all around for me the belief what are you believing? What are you feeding your belief systems? Like what are you feeding your beliefs around your ability to create your beliefs around what happens in your physical reality and how that impacts you? Um, it's all about anchoring into the truth of what you believe and what you don't believe. And, you know, having a little play with that and then make friends with uncertainty. Believe. Yes. My friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so I don't, go no, ahead. No, no,
1: go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. That was a great answer. There's something else I was going to add. Continue. Uh, I'll share.
2: Yeah, go. Yeah.
1: So one of, the, one of the things that I've seen, and I've seen this with coaches, coaching clients, and I see it when I work on stages and, you know, you might have a thousand people in the audience and I always ask a question. And I might've mentioned this last time, but it's, it, it it matters. When I ask people how many people here are fighters and I've got a thousand people in the audience, probably 800 people put their hands up and they put it up as a badge of honor. So I think a lot of us where, you know, we're going to be saying in something along the lines of. I am statements don't work, or this doesn't work, or this doesn't work, you're responding to your environment and you think you've created something. And in my opinion, you've created something based on your experience. So if you were to ask me as a kid, why am I successful? I'm going to tell you it's because I'm a fighter. And here's the truth. I was successful in response to my environment fighting, but I always ask people, do you really think that's a quality Or do you think that that's something that you had to do to survive and now it's no longer allowing you to thrive? And so back to the point when I say, what if you just lived a life of total kindness and you didn't fight and went into the flow to the point? Get out of here, go to here. What would have happened? They're like, I would have been destroyed. You don't know my environment. You don't know. And I'm like, I went through the same shit. I'm asking an honest question. You're you're saying you're, you're defending yourself against the fighter. Could something better have happened? And people don't want to admit it. And that's where I think we get people saying I am statements don't make sense or this because they're still in a defense mode thinking that they're in a creator mode. And I would argue that
2: hundred percent. And the reason for that is, is because they don't want to let that identity go a
1: hundred percent. And it took a long time for me to dump that. I would have, if you were talking to me 10 years ago, I would have probably told you to F off and then I'm a fighter and that's why I'm a creator. And now I actually say the exact opposite. I release my fight. I'm fighting nothing and I'm only here to create. And yeah. if I do it, there's nothing I'm fighting. It's I so have no interest. I, I even save flies. That's what I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we knew that would come in handy. You're a fly you
0: saver. Oh, you're a fly saver. <laughs> <laughs> it is so Hashtag fly saver, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fly saver
2: but it's so true i when i was working one-on-one like as more so as a healer when i was seeing energy and all of that like i remember there was you know there was a lady and she was like i like we were she was talking about all this stuff that happened to her and saying that literally how she was wearing all of her scars as a badge of honor and like right are you willing to let this identity go and she was like she actually said no and you know kind of called her bluff and was like all right then that's cool you know i've got got time between the next you and the next client we can wrap it up here you know and (laughs) and then it was like you know but what happens is people get caught in something called a secondary gain and they hold on to their sabotage. secondary gain. Secondary gain. Okay. Yeah. Secondary gain. So they hold on to a sabotage. They hold on to like a false identity. They hope they hold on to something. It is mm-hmm. the very thing that sabotages them, but their ego thinks they gain something from it.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the term. I love everything you're saying. and And that is one of the hardest parts of humanity is We've built to a point where we find that we're, we 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 feel we're strong, and we never detach that piece because we think it's a, a weapon or a tool or a piece of strength.
0: And honor,
1: it it, it yeah. really is. And and I wish yep. I wish we could start this world clean as as a baby and somehow this purity, and then we attach. And the thing okay. is, I, like I I like I think that I'm clean now, and I've tossed all of that identity. And then every other day, I wake up and I'm like. Damn it! there's if, if there's this much more, how much more is still here? I know. And so you're constantly throwing pieces away. Going, okay, yep. I want to be empty. You know, you listen to Buddhism talk about empty. I want to be empty because yeah. there's still a lot of attachment that I'm bsing, and I think I'm not attached, and I'm a liar. And but yeah. I'm growing, but yeah. I'm of still course. a liar.
2: Yeah.
0: Compound bitches, baby. I mean, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Jock says here. He says the power of creation exists within within us, within all, within all beings. Of
1: course,
2: love it. Yes,
0: that's 100%. what we're talking yeah. about. Thank you, brother. Dr. Dr. Unseen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. That's hilarious. From Let's Robert. do it. Build a city of rock and roll. <laughs> Little
1: starship. Yeah. Monica
0: says we are ever evolving and we should be. Absolutely. Yeah. My brother Lee's in the house. What's up, Lee? Happy Friday night. He says the reward for remaining the same is like a feral kitten grabbing your ankles. <laughs> 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 There's a visual. There's a visual. Hey, speaking of visuals, I got one for you guys. I'm a very visual person. You guys know I'm new to this, you know, spiritual stuff. Lee gave me a great compliment the other night on Clubhouse. He says, he goes, you're way more spiritual and fluffy than you ever give yourself credit for. And I'm like, all right, thank you, brother. Big time. I surround myself with amazing people. So thank you, guys. (laughs) I'm I'm a visual person. I was trying to think about, you know, thinking about Reiki Reiki, and thinking about, you know, I'm sending you healing and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I want to put it into a picture. So I was thinking about, and when I was in the car, I was like, obviously there's radio waves coming through. You can't see the radio waves, but yet the end result is a speaker is moving. Yeah. So so, so that's why I was like thinking about it. Like, okay, radio waves, vibrational frequencies, that thing is physically moving from airwaves coming in here. So that's, that was like, it was like, that's the way I could visualize that in my mind. Am I, am I onto something with that?
2: Yeah, for sure. Like they're similar to the internet, isn't it? Like, you know, like that's, you know, when it comes to energy and the quantum is where everything exists, there is no time and space, which is why. You know, like I have like a certification program, it's all, all virtual. We're shifting energy, but it's all virtual. There is no time and space. And again, that's a realm we get caught up in, in physicality that is, can be very limiting. And God, there's so many, you know,
0: talk about time because people are so obsessed with time. Is that if we could yeah. break out of that loop of being so consumed with time, will that enable us to be more in the moment and able to enable us to let go of the ego and and and, and receive that abundance?
2: Yeah, oh, and yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's always like a destination. It's always got to be at this point, at this time. Like, it, it kind of reinstills this whole result. Like, I need to be, there's this end point with the time, with the time sort of illusion. Um, but, yeah, time is an illusion because, you know, like, you could pick up a phone and call somebody that's 15 hours away and have it happen instantaneously. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's just there's just so much with regards to it. And always, it, it keeps us looping in this chasing um kind of patterning it's yeah the, t- the time is a that's a that's a, a very interesting interesting topic and you'll find like you, I mean it's just it's just so obvious when you're watching something when you're bored how how long you're in that moment how long that moment takes to end compared to this like we talk for an hour and it goes by and like feels like 10 minutes you know yeah, yeah time is uh is an interesting one for
1: sure, you know, you know it's a and for the people who've done it or have done have not done it, but anything with hallucinogenics at a high dose, whether it's you know psilocybin, whether it's ketamine, like through therapy, not just snorting random ketamine that you find in the street, or you know through um, an ayahuasca <laughs> during shaman. But any, anything was in my twenties, anything that takes you to the full removal of ego, the full you know mm-hmm. p- tied to pure consciousness, you feel time go away, and it's a very scary. Um, uncomfortable, uncertain. It, 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 I mean the biggest way to describe it for me is horrific because I've, I've made my living with my brain and when my brain is, is essentially gone and the conscious mind and I'm tied to pure super conscious with no time, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I want to run away. And then eventually I'm like, okay, this is what I am. And then I kind of fall into it. and then obviously, because you're in a time sensitive, you're in a journey you come back and then I'm like, damn it, I was just comfortable. But when you bring that back to here and you understand that there's a, a programming center that allows us to be creators and exist in this environment, Mm. there's a freedom to that and a Mm. beauty. And if you never are going to take that journey, I can tell you this much. It's okay because this is just a beautiful game of consciousness and it's an opportunity for us to explore, create, connect yeah. love touch feel build yeah and and as long as we get back to that and don't get tied in the matrix as you said if we start to decide a little more here collaborate versus compete and i don't mean compete and with yourself compete with yourself to be the best you can be and bring the gifts from creator from source to the forefront but stop competing with every like I don't give a shit if I'm a better coach than you, or if you're smarter than me, and Chris is cuter than me, or if Jock's I'm smarter. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Here's what I care about. Everyday fine-tuning Scott to connect more deeply with people around me as we collaborate.
2: Love it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. That is such a, again, that comparison thing or the the scarcity around uh, saturation. Everything's saturated. It's such an illusion. There's no such thing of that. If you really believed you're a deliberate creator and and you can anchor into whatever it is you want to create, that's all a false illusion. All of it there's nothing externally that could impact your ability to truly be in the embodiment. You want to be in comparison creation, all of it. So good. Uh,
0: so good. Monica says here, she says, my son got COVID all the way in Brooklyn, sent him a Reiki. And two days later, he was all good.
2: There you go.
0: It's crazy. We got Serena Buffalino in the house. What's up, Serena? She says, have a crappy connection, but here with you all. Thank you, Serena, <laughs> Serena, Serena. You're so awesome. We appreciate you. Um, uh Serena says here, yes, Scott, you got it, honey. Um, But Chris is, Chris is oh so cute. Thank you very much. You guys are so funny. Um, I appreciate that. So when we're talking about this stuff, Sarah, you know, one of the things that I think about in this conversation is I think people sometimes get stuck in that self-sabotage loop and you kind of alluded to it before, they don't know what it is they want. They don't have clarity. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that people are finding right now is finding that clarity. What for you in your journey has been able to help you find clarity and keep clarity uh, through the more challenging times through our lives? Because we're all human, we have those bad days or whatnot, but what keeps you uh, having clarity and what can you recommend to other people to find that clarity?
2: Okay, this is good. I think really understanding what alignment is, like yes, that term is thrown out or it's thrown around a lot when you're living a life not in alignment, meaning you're living somebody else's life, you're doing things because you're trying to prove something, you're trying to make a, a living, you're trying to do something that's not in full alignment with your purpose and why you're here. Um, it's like the wood for the trees. You don't, there's no clarity. You don't know what you're meant to be doing because you followed this logic that has kept, that has created a path that is not meant to be yours. And so therefore people lose all like sense of any, any sort of clarity. And so what I recommend- autopilot. Yeah. And they just think, Oh, everyone else is miserable. Everyone else is having a midlife crisis. I guess this is is how we're meant to live. Yeah, this is what we do. So step one is start paving a path of alignment. It could be in the smallest ways. It could be in changing your diet. It could be in, I don't know, taking care of yourself better. When you start clearing the muck, like literally clearing out the forest that you can't see anything with one foot in front of the other by making aligned decisions, the path will like roll out in front of you because it's like a universe saying, now you're on track. Now we'll show it to you. But if you're living your whole life out of alignment, you won't be able to see anything because you're on the total wrong path. Nothing will be clear. So one foot in front of the other. I think we did, um, I think I might've said this in the first time we, we caught up together, but the yes, no, maybe exercise is crucial when it comes to frequency and alignment. So have three columns. Create a yes column, create a no column, create a maybe column. Write down all the hell yeses in your life. And just so you can know what they feel like to you, just so you can feel how expansive they are. Everybody knows what a no feels like. Like, oh, no, that makes me feel heavy. I don't want to do that. Where people get caught up, especially in their life force energy, is the maybes. Maybe mm-hmm. My relationship's are maybe. My friendships are, my health is a maybe. My job's a maybe. Everything's a maybe. It's not painful enough to do anything about, but it's just keeping me on this stagnant, energy of not really living, go through your maybe column and sort it into, make it a yes. Maybe if your relationship's a maybe, then why can't it be a yes? Make it a yes. Make that part of your life back, back into alignment. Or if you know, your job is a no, Like just trust that it's a no and trust that there's something greater out there for you. That's okay if you're in hovering in that abyss of uncertainty. Just choose alignment. When you start choosing the path of alignment, you will anchor into clarity.
1: So, so you just like, I'm going to actually ask you if you want to come speak to my, my college students too, because one of the things that drives me crazy is, is when you're speaking something to them and you could tell it's so fresh, they've never heard it before. And I'm like, you should, (laughs) I I want, I want somebody to say it in a slightly different way and not come from my mouth so I can go, what Sarah said, because... It's what I've been is, telling
2: you guys the whole time. <laughs>
1: but but here's the deal, too. I I always I don't care if I'm the seed planner or the person I give full credit to. You can mm-hmm. think I'm batshit crazy and just let me plead a, plant a seed and and your grandfather gets credit in 20 years. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I'm always blown away when somebody goes, I've never heard that before. Because I'm like, somebody mm-hmm. said something similar. You just haven't allowed it to process and you're giving me Correct. credit. I don't yep. care who gets credit. Just, yeah. just get closer to the processing.
2: Yes. But, Yes, but that. Go ahead. The yes, no, maybe is such a simple exercise, but it that will turn the dial more than anything. If you're stuck in that point, it. it will turn the dial, and and not only from just a physicality point of view, but also from a life force frequency point of view. One of the reasons why people feel like they're like pushing shit uphill all the time is because they've totally drained themselves of life force. And it's because of this maybe energy. It keeps them on the fence. When they move the maybe energy out, their life, their chi literally comes back in their body. Then they have the energy to make a change. People mm-hmm. don't have energy to make change. They They're exhausted. They're depleted. So they just keep plodding along. And this is because of the maybe energy.
1: And that's what I want to talk about because I just shared I that. that. I literally just said... If you're doing something that you trust is right because your parents said you need to run the store, or your dad says you need to be a doctor, or your, your uncle says you need to be an MBA like him, I can guarantee you you're literally killing yourself in motion. And if there's resistance, the universe doesn't lie. It's creating resistance because you're not in truth yourself. So I'd love to hear that. Doing that exercise with the group would be so beautiful because somebody's going to have a, a come to Jesus moment or awakening moment. Because they're going to look and go, I'm literally living the existence of no's and maybes, and that's my fuel. Yes. So I, lo- I love it. Comfortably love
0: it. Yes. miserable. Comfortably yeah. miserable. We all yeah. do it.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm not immune to this stuff. I'm not immune. I have an awareness. I, I, I keep myself in check. But before this, everybody's just so asleep to it. And they just think this is the norm. Yep. This is the norm. I had a um, client in my certification in their day. She was like, what, am I, what can I do? I come home every day and... I, um, I'm exhausted. I'm really cranky. So I can't really start like my projects. Like I really want to build this stuff out and whatever. And I was like, that's not normal. Stop accepting that as a norm. You know, people, you, when you raise your standards for what normal is, you know, I was having bad health issues. So what do I do? I do a 40 day juice fast. I'm not going to accept that as my norm. So I would ask people to stop accepting their reality, their monotony as normal. It is not normal. It is not yes. normal.
0: Yes, 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 yes. When it becomes acceptable, it becomes inevitable. I like it. Poof.
1: So yeah. let's talk about that. what do what, what we what do we do to become the abnormal normal? because I, mm. like I've noticed like I'll do things like I look at the world and I ask myself, how much time do I potentially have what and Chris and I do this in our coaching. How much time do I have from now till I pass from this world based on statistics? So I've got so many years. What am I gonna do with that? Everything I always come down to is travel, try new things. So I'm jumping on planes left and right. Like last weekend, we were in Mendocino next weekend. I was supposed to go to Quito and I changed my plans. I'm going to see a friend in, um, in Florida. And then the week after that, we're going to skiing. Like I'm constantly doing something and not like I'm doing it because I want to live every moment and just connect and just touch and just feel and just fall in love with this universe. So that's where I choose to invest my currency, my energy. Yeah. What do we tell people to do? Because that's, you know, you can sit and say, "Oh, that sounds awesome, but I can't." Everyone starts with I can't. You don't understand I can't. How the hell can I? Like, I've built yes. a life with teaching classes that allow me to be online, not by accident, blatantly intentionally. This is yes. not an accident. Correct. And do you so,
2: know So the what word do we get you people said? To do? You said that the word that you kept using as you were describing all of this is choose. I chose. I chose. I choose this. I chose. Yes. That's the first step. Yeah. You choose it. Honestly, this is just as simple as that. And I told this story I think in the first time, maybe it was just with Chris, but you know, and I, I I worked in the Silicon Valley, I had nothing going for me at all. And I remember the year before I was at university, I made 13 grand or something. Like, how do you survive and figure it out, you know? <laughs> but then I sat at this job interview and this woman was like a pit bull. She was like, This is a, a six-figure position, can you handle it? And I was like, Yeah. Like I chose it. Like I chose it, and I did, you know they moved they shipped me over to melbourne australia and i'm still here to help launch another division and i had everything going for me at that point i created success in the silicon valley i knew the systems i knew the job i knew the everything of course i could do it again but it was weird i felt an energy shift and i didn't deliberately choose success and although at that point everything was going for me i was actually failing hmm. and i was failing for a good year i'm surprised they didn't fire me but um I remember I stopped myself in the streets and I went, wow, I remember when I had nothing going for me and I chose to create a six figure salary, whatever, I chose it and it worked. And if I don't deliberately choose success, I'm deliberately choosing failure right now. Yeah. And in that moment, I literally chose success. And it was insane. What happened I was like flown all over the world as top salesperson world, all of it. And it was only because I chose it. So people you have to Boy. choose. You have to choose and then back it, by belief. Back it so, by belief.
1: So when you make that choice, like how are you solidifying? Cause, cause here's the thing. I, I can think of people who might even listen to this show who will say this. They'll say, I choose, you know, I'm going to be happy. And then you can go look at their social media comments or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> everything you say is negative. And then you say, but I'm happy. <laughs> I have family members. I have friends who are like, I'm so positive. You, you know, I'm this, I'm that. And they speak it. And then right that's, away, everything's negative. I'm like, that is not true at all. Like, that's not what you're choosing. You're, you're saying it. And your whole attitude and energy is the opposite. Yeah. So what do we tell people? Because I'll be honest with you, I struggle with this as a coach, where yeah. I'll say something. And, and you know what, I think those people end up not coming into my coaching program, because they, they tend to know that. I think people know what they're going to get. Yeah. But like, Sometimes when I'm refer- like helping people offline, I'm yeah. like, I could never coach this person because they're just not listening. Yeah. Is there so, something I'm missing? What what, what can we yes. do to inspire well, these people?
2: This is the difference. And I did a whole thing on this with the Business Academy because this is so freaking important. It is the difference between conceptualizing and embodying.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They're, they're saying to themselves in their mind as a concept, I'm positive. It's not embodied. So when it anchors in is the truth of what you live every day. Like, feel into what an actual embodiment is in your life and feel the difference between that and what is a cool concept that you think is nice, but you don't experience. So you have to teach people to understand what those two things are and that they're completely separate. One will get you results. The other will keep you arm's length of results at all times. And I don't mean the slave code results, but I mean shifting your internal embodiment, therefore shifting your external reality. So it can't be a concept. When When I said to myself, I'm going to choose success after no physical evidence of that was happening whatsoever. I would tell myself, this is kind of embarrassing, but I would say in my mind, I'm an explosion of success. I'm an explosion of success until I felt it in my body. And what I meant by that is when something amazing happens, like when I first started achieving in the Silicon Valley, what did that feel like? I felt mm. ecstatic like, holy shit, this is happening. How am I doing? <laughs> like that feeling. That's what yep. embodiment is. It's not just I'm an explosion of success saying it. Let it, let it fuel, like let it flow into yourself, so you feel it as if it's already happening, and that's what happened. So that's the difference between having it stuck up here. Is yeah, this is nice, and then feeling it at feel. Let it, let your cells vibrate in it, and that is the difference between having it stuck up here in your mind and truly living it as an embodiment.
1: So and I, that's I like- how you're
2: real. Yeah, I like, I
1: like I like it a lot. And and I'd love to hear more of your. So so Chris and I like, you know, who we've coached people. And one of the things I do toward the tail end is I do a lot of free work. I I have people amplify their emotions and their connectivity. So it's like listen, observe voice and play. How do you connect to the universe? Then throw away the baggage, things that are holding you back and then learn to manifest. Because a lot of times to this point, you cannot manifest until you really come to believe that you are that badass and you're you're yeah. you're capable. Yeah. So do you have some good cuz here's the thing I'm not even getting to that place until somebody's been with me for 12 weeks. Yeah. So Yeah. So is there an embodiment exercise or something you can give somebody to do before the actual coaching or do you yeah. have a tool?
2: Yeah, I honestly yeah, that's such a good question. They're all these are such good questions, all of them. Because um, there's
1: no perfect answer. That's the thing. You know, like everybody's different. Like like we could probably do this all day long.
2: I know mm-hmm. there really isn't a perfect answer, but the thing is, is that like, what is the platform for which you want to jump off of, and how do you build that platform? And you build it with the tools that are going to anchor you. And so, what some of my own personal tools are, I put Jerry and Esther Hicks, I put the teachings of Abraham in my ears every morning. It's like, Oh God, this is what, this is it. This is how easy it is. And then that amplifies me. And that sets the platform for which I jump off of every freaking day as that deep like reminder of shit. Yeah, I am here to deliver we create there's nothing ever ever that can impact that externally and so if it takes that if it takes saying i'm an explosion of success even if you don't believe it but you keep repeating it until it starts anchoring in whatever those tools are for you you kind of have to build your own tool back out because there are so many different variables in people's life experiences and maybe some people don't even know who abraham is and if you don't please get on to them oh. because yeah <laughs> they're, they're abraham rocks yes they do um but honestly, I just so in, in the embedded belief that I create my world within a world, anything that I do not want siphoned into my world, I unplug from it. Like, you know, con- just delete and done. And it's not in my world. And it is literally as simple as that. And let it be easy. Let it be easy. I think we're programmed. Everything has to be hard. Everything has Keep to be a simple, struggle. Keep it simple, stupid. Y- yes, just Keep let it, it be simple, easy. Keep
0: simple, stupid. Wow, Sarah, we've been talking for 53 minutes and this conversation just always goes so brilliantly I love these conversations and just diving in deep and just really getting to the heart of things that people can execute on So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm sure you're going to be back again Um, We'll have to start picking out some topics and make sure we we keep track of what it is that we're talking about Because I know people are getting massive value on this Um, We get a lot of people watching on the replay as well So where can people get a hold of you? uh, To continue the conversation with you and check out your courses and your academies and the things you've been talking about
2: Yeah, I have a, actually, I don't think I've spoken about, yeah, you can go to sarahtynan.co. You can message me or email me there. I have a private Facebook group where I'm in there at least live once a week, just telling people, teaching them about business and frequency and knowing that 80% of what you create and how you embody success in business is your frequency. And then, of course, the aligned strategy and all of that. So definitely sarahtynan.co. And yeah, we can, we can take it from there after that, really.
0: Awesome. 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 Thank you so much for being here. Any final words and thoughts for the audience tonight before we put you backstage, don't go anywhere, but any final words and thoughts that you would like to impart about everybody tonight and everything that we've said?
2: Yeah. I just want everyone to, I think it's really important. If I could anchor something into people is everything that you're experiencing is a choice. If you're not deliberately choosing to experience happiness, you're deliberately choosing sadness. I know people don't deliberately choose that, but but start thinking as stop, you know, putting yourself in this sort of victim category, and, and be empowered, and say, I can choose different, and then do. That's the first step. First step, and the yes, no, maybe exercise. That's a good uh, one. Too. I'm
0: gonna, I'm actually gonna do that one as well. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're gonna put you backstage, Sarah. Don't go anywhere. Scott and I want to talk to you after we go uh, get off the air. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for being here and sharing your time with us.
2: Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>
0: And there we have it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Scott, I know you, I know you dig these conversations with Sarah. What are your, what's on your heart and mind uh, thinking about how we can encapsulate what we've been talking about tonight and uh, send the viewers and the listeners off with uh, some actionable items.
1: I love the words awareness and choice because all of us have to become hyper aware that there's so many opportunities for growth that are constantly going by us. Every time we meet somebody, they're a teacher, they're an opportunity And sometimes we allow them to walk away or we think that things that trigger us, we can't stand that person because they trigger us, maybe look more deeply into it. I think a lot of the things that Sarah's saying directly about choosing happiness, choosing to believe in the I am statements. I mean, listen, if I say I am statements are trash, then they are. I mean, it's that simple. It's Mm -hmm. that simple. The imagination, go back to what we talked about last time we spoke with Neville Goddard, go read about the imagination, the creation every single human being is a co-creator in this existence and if you decide that you don't believe you're a big part of that creation you're right if you believe you're a big part of that creation you're right so to say i am enough i am amazing i am creator i am unstoppable i am the being that's going to make this a your beautiful world and you say that and i just felt that shit when i said it like she's saying if you buy into that then you are right. So take that from Sarah, take that from you, Chris, take it from me. I buy in and I feel it and I live it. And if you want to choose to do that too, and you're aware of what you need to do, then do it. I'll leave you with
0: that. Love it. Love it. Love it. I thought that's a great encapsulation brother. Um, Nancy Patterson. Thank you so much for joining us, Nancy. She says, thank you. Um, Monica says here, love Sarah. Thank you, Sarah um and um yes we got uh monica says thanks guys you are always awesome so thank you monica thank you guys all for being here i think that um you know for me scott i would concur with everything you just said i mean choices are massive you know when i actually talk to people and they're miserable i'm like does that bring you joy yes or no and they say well no and i'm like then why are you choosing to do it well i have to and they come up with all these different excuses i'm like just by the fact that you say you have to, you're making a verbal agreement with yourself that you do. So of course you're going to think it's your responsibility. But what would it feel like if you didn't have to do that? If you if you actually were able to delegate that or make somebody else have a have responsibility for that, what would that allow you to do? What would that free up for you? Well, I'd be able to do this. I'm be able to do this. I'm gonna be able to do this. I'm like, okay, right now, based on what the fact we just talked about, if you continue doing it, that is your choice. It is you're making that choice to be miserable. You cannot blame it on anybody else but yourself. Do you accept that responsibility? No, and I'm like, okay then just start taking progressive action every single day. Even if you don't know what to do, start with the basics, making sure you're hydrating yourself, making sure you know you journal, make sure you're meditating, whatever it is that you possibly can do. To, like she said, front end load the day to make sure that, that that's why I do that is setting the intentions. You front end load the day with positivity and opportunity and you catch yourself when you're not being in that state and you rewire that stuff. The more you do it, it's not that it's not going to happen anymore. I still have it a lot. Scott has it a lot. Sarah has it, but we're able to quickly respond to those situations and those thoughts than that negative self-talk that's going on in our mind we're like, oh wait wait i see where that's going back to i remember that old that old pattern no 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 no. i'm going to interrupt that shit and i'm going to sit here and go do something else i'm going to focus on something else for me i just get in gratitude i immediately start looking around at what it is i could be grateful for and it immediately distracts my mind from focusing on shit that doesn't even serve me right so um, I love that in the conversation tonight. So if you guys jumped into the conversation a little bit late, we started off with fire right away. So please go back and, and check this out on replay. And also the last favor we have with you is to if you dug, if you, if you dig this show, uh, dig this episode. Please, please share this out and put a p- few words in your in your share of what it is that you got from this conversation. And of course, please recommend people to go uh, check out Sarah's site. We would appreciate that. And finally, before we go off the air, I just want to say a shout out to my brother, Walt McKinley. I don't think he's here tonight, but I just want to say he's a published author. He's I've, I've, I've known him for a bit of this time that he's been going through this this opportunity. Uh, the book is called Monsters in My House. It's a true story uh, by Walt McKinley. You guys can go check it out, uh, waltermckinley.com. Uh, I'm looking forward. I just got this today. Uh, I've been 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 by his side talking with him about this whole process of doing this uh it's an amazing uh, story about how he's gone from trauma to triumph um he's an excellent coach Uh, i'm looking forward to digging into that book so i just wanted to give you a shout out walt because i'm proud of you for for sticking with it and getting through that so um yes 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 uh yes monica Monica. send send
1: her a link send her the link (laughs) yes monica
0: we'll get you we'll definitely get you on the show um, yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, go visit us at www.theunfilteredexperience.com Join our Facebook community. Come in there, engage with us. If you have any ideas for topics you would like to see on the show or guests you would like to have on the Unfiltered Experience, like Monica just uh, self-directed herself. So we'll have you on the show, Monica. I apologize for that. Um, let us know. DM us on Facebook. Uh, get a hold of us and let us know. And we would love to have you on the show or have somebody that you know on the show and just to continue expanding our horizons and our opportunities. Um, and together, we can make this world a much better place for who we are and what we do so thank you to each and every one of you, Scott, and I love you, appreciate you. And we'll see you here next week on the unfiltered experience. I am Christopher Rausch and that is love you guys. Bye. We love you guys. Bye bye. Peace. Stay classy, San Diego.